0: And be blessed by this word tonight. Stay tuned. Shalom. Welcome to Wordification. Enjoy and be blessed by this word tonight. Stay tuned. Shalom. Special broadcast tonight by the kind grace of God, and I want to welcome everybody to this wonderful place where the Word of God is shared and where there is light being shed. Welcome to Purification Wednesday. Sorry for not being able to broadcast yesterday because of a few uh, activities that we had to undertake elsewhere, so um, we're not able to broadcast for us, but from next week will be live every Tuesday, by the grace of God, but today we are concluding our love series, where we gave some beautiful snippets in the month of February, where we started with the appetizer, which was, that I gave you my all. Where we looked at God's love for us, taught us the practical delivery of His love for us, how He has loved us unconditionally and eternally, and the proof of His love in the giving of His Son, in the sacrifice of His Son Jesus Christ. So we understood that on the on the theme I gave you my all, and we looked at it on the 3rd of February, and on the 8th of february we looked at the main course for this month of life which was actually knowing me knowing you where we looked at human relationships respect respectfully dating you know and and it was quite a good time where we learned a whole lot of things and i must say that god has been good to us hallelujah and tonight we are looking at the climax, which is the dessert. So we have given us the appetizers, and we're giving the main course. Tonight is the dessert, is the climax of it, and without it, love, the climax. Tonight we're going to understand what the whole issue of love and how we can fuse it. Now, at the grace of God. I know that many of us have learned a lot and we are moving with that grace and that knowledge of love and that we would actually make a difference in our world to the glory of God. And so welcome once again, tell somebody we are live and we are starting the next minute or so as we shed light on word of God which is truth remember when truth comes it comes to open us up so we can receive the depth of wisdom the depth of insight the depth of light all right and so we'll pray and then we start tonight's session love the climax shall we pray father thank you so very much for all that you do for us. Thank you that your grace abounds. Thank you that your love supersedes all things. Thank you that we have loved us with an everlasting love. We tap into your love tonight. We ask that the Holy Spirit that searches all things, yea, even the deep things of God, will release unto us truths tonight. That would be a blessing to us. May our hearts be opened to you. May our minds be opened to you, and may we understand accordingly. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, love the climax. So when we say climax, we are actually looking at what we say climax is just the highest or. The most intense point, you know, in the development of something or in the resolution of something. So somebody can say that the young man's career reached its climax when he was 40. So in other words, the, the age of 40 was his highest or intense point as an athlete, praise God, or as whatever career that he has. Okay, now laugh the climax tonight we're taking the text from the book of romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39 and the bible says who shall separate us from the love of christ shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword as it is written for your sake." we face death all day long we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for i am convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither the present nor the future nor any powers neither height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god that is in christ jesus our lord hallelujah so that's romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39 very important scripture and this is a scripture that we we, we have come to know now you will see that these verses, that is from verse 35-39 are the conclusion of the answer to the question that was raised at the beginning of the paragraph that is in in verse 31 where verse 31 says that what then shall we say in response to these things hallelujah but all the chapter is driving home is the security and the blessedness of the Christian life as experienced by the children of God. And it is for us to know that we as God's children, we are loved by God who is our Father. And His love has adopted us as sons. And His love is working all things together for our good. His love has foreordained that. Will be conformed to the likeness of his Son, Jesus. And his love will call us, will justify us, will glorify us. So, what can we say in response to all this? To the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and, and to us to our certain destination of being metamorphosed or being transfigured into Christ's likeness, and all the things we meet serving that end. What shall we say to this glory? Beloved, God has committed His Son and His Spirit and His attributes of of omnipotence and love to ensure that every promise He has made to each and every one of us will be fulfilled. Beloved, all of God is for all of us. All of God is for all of us. Because Bible, let us understand that God has not spared His Son God has not spared his son that all of us will be spared. In other words, he he will most certainly give us all things because he did not even spare his own son. So, he will most certainly give us all things. When Satan charges us, then God gives us the most adequate reply that Christ has died. Hallelujah. So, we realize that it is very important to note how much we have been loved by him it is hum it is humbling when you when you get to see how you have been loved by god and how much he loves you even now and how much he's willing to go all out for you this is proof that we have been loved by him and we bless god for that because for god so loved the world that he gave beloved jesus was given to us by the father and i and i I am wowed by this sacrifice every single time because we get to see the love of god hallelujah all right So then, Paul comes to the very last question of all. If these things are all true, if we are loved in all these ways, if all this is so, then he says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Beloved, we can be separated from so much else. But if all these things that Paul has said are true, then what power, what person, What spiritual force, what providence can cut the chains that join us to the love of Christ? Nothing shall separate us. Hallelujah. Nothing shall separate us. Now when you read the book of First John chapter four, verse seven downwards. 1 John chapter 4. Now I read it for us. From verse 7 downwards to 16. The Bible tells us, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. Hallelujah. All right. So that's very, that's an amazing scripture. Now, I want us to talk about cars for a minute, if we can. Now, how many of us who are listening can boldly say that you know a lot about cars? I will say that I, I know quite a lot about cars, but not so much, though, but quite a lot. You know, how many of you say that your dad knows a lot about cars, or your brother knows a lot about cars, or your spouse knows a I love our cars, or your boyfriend, or your fiancee, or your beloved, or however you call it. Then again, I want to find out how many of you would say that you you know how to drive a car, and and, and and that's about it. You know how to drive a car. How many of you know how to drive a car? Not everybody knows how to drive a car, but we all know how to sit in the car and enjoy the ride, don't we? <laughs> Hallelujah. Now Cars are one of those necessary evils, in my opinion. What do I mean by necessary evils? We need a, we need cars to go to work. We need cars for livelihood. But then we also end up spending a lot of our work monies on them because we need to keep them running. We need to maintain them. We need money to buy them. We need money to take care of them. Now, in Ghana... When you look at the research and the figures, you realize that last year, about almost 10 million cars were registered. And now that in the country we are, we are building up an um, industry where cars are being assembled here, the industry has grown to over $250 million, you know, with all kinds of subsidies. We have car mechanics, car washes, and um, tire shops. You know fuel or gas stations and so on and so forth let's know that not everybody has a car but anybody who has a car I believe you are supporting the whole car industry all right now for those who know cars you know that cars are reliable they are affordable and they are not that complicated especially these automated ones that have come so far. Now, however, because we don't, uh, personally, because um, we don't, we don't have so much knowledge about cars, when there's a little problem, we normally take it to someone who knows cars better than we do, right? And sometimes you go to the mechanic and you tell the person, I'm hearing a certain sound and they can tell where the, actual problem is based on that sound that's how good they are now this about the extent of what i know and i got to know this by watching a documentary on cars first and foremost a car needs petrol or diesel or gas or electricity electricity because now we have electric cars we have even cars that run on hydrogen in Japan. So you realize that there is evolving of cars happening. We also know that aside a car needing petrol, a car also needs oil, a car also needs tires. Now these three things I've mentioned, when a car has these things, I believe a car is good to go. Now while that may be of a simple view of a car, it's mostly true that it is so. But let me explain in view of that how the church works in the simplest of terms. The church is like a car. And we need fuel to keep us going. You know, we need encouragement in our relationships. We need a foundation to keep us moving. And in today's passage, I want want to show us how, like a car, the church can be understood as God's unstoppable force. In all of the key parts that should work right. So with the scripture we read from First John 7. First John 4, sorry, read from verse 7 to verse 16. I want us to break it apart in a way that we will all remember. Now, this is one of the greatest passages in all of First John. You know yet alone the, the new testament now this is the how behind the what now the what is that we are to love god and love others now when we say we are to love god the original context here we are to believe god and then love others. so as we believe god it extends to people as love because we have believed in what god has offered us now we've talked about how the holy spirit helps us to do that so the what is that we are to love Now, verse 7 tells us that love is from God, or love comes from God. That is to say that all love is from Him. So, God did not only create love or express love, but He Himself is love. He is more than an action. It is His very character. And we know that Jesus was his love that was manifested. Hallelujah. So, you realize that in the book of 1 John 4, which is our focus, in verse 8 and in verse 16, you realize that the Apostle John states that God is love. Now, that statement, God is love, is literally translated, love is God. And love is one of the warmest words in the English language. And... And that God is love is one of the most uplifting or reassuring truths that is known to mankind because love is God's nature. It's not not merely a friendly attitude that God projects, no. But actually it is the essence of his being. God is always going to act towards us in love because God cannot act or do otherwise because love is the way he is. He is love. Love is God. So it is his nature. It is a part of him. So there's no way that God can hate us because it is in his nature. He's always going to act towards us in love. That is why he said his word tells us that we have been loved or he has loved us with an everlasting love. So from beginning to end is love. From eternity past to eternity present, eternity future, It is the same love. It never goes away. God loves us. Love is God. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Beloved, love is God. So the next time you love another human being and you have not received love of God and you are not depending on that love from God, you wear out in the love you are giving to a human being. Why? Because the love you are giving to human being. What if you meet a woman who is always demanding of love? all oh, love, all the time. Attention, love, attention. If you don't have a direct connection with God to receive of love, you can't because it, you have a limit. You get to a point you're tired. So we need to understand that we are able to love well or we are able to extend love to others when we ourselves are rooted in God's love for us. Hallelujah. So, it's very important that we understand it in that way. Love is the way He is. It is part of Him. Hallelujah. And once we also tap into it, love becomes the way we are. We don't stress to show love. Now, the problem here is, how then do we show love to others without letting it be seen as otherwise? You know, sometimes it gets to a point where the Bible tells us, and it's clear, we are commanded to love others. We are commanded to show love to others, to express God's love to the world, right? But sometimes in extending love to opposite sex and all of that, well, realize that um, it gives a certain problem where communication goes out to show that maybe the person is in love with me in the sense of feeling, you know, emotional love. But meanwhile, it may not be so. Meanwhile, the person is just trying to obey the command and to exhibit love as he has received or as she has received. And this problem goes both ways. You know, realize that guys have the same problems. Maybe guys are trying to be nice to ladies and ladies feel that, oh, this guy loves me. So it's communicated as it's not so, then becomes a problem and likewise vice versa ladies will extend love of god to people and is communicated to the guys as oh i think she likes me and then becomes a world of brouhaha you know but it shouldn't be a brouhaha because the love that we are extending to the world it is agape now agape love is simply love that does not want the person to be condemned eternally. So God's love for us is that he does not want us to be condemned, but he wants us to come to him and to receive what he's offering, which is the gift of his son, Jesus. So God loves everybody with that mindset. Even the unbelievers, he loves that mindset. So you don't love somebody who you are, and you don't even know if the person is a Christian or not with Philo's love, which is brotherly love, which is the love that is reserved for the Christendom. Not to even go and talk about the Eros love. So we have a problem where we don't know how to love people in the agape way. Sometimes loving people in the agape way simply means you can pray for them. When the opportunity comes to share the word of God with them, you share. Agape love is strictly on the basis of God's love and not any other thing. But we Christians make the mistake and we move out trying to show God's love and it ends up being another kind of love, which becomes a problem at the end of the day. So let's understand that agape love, showing agape love is showing God's love, extending God's love, letting people see God's love, letting people experience God's love. When we do that, we are communicating His love. We are spreading His love. We are loving others. So maybe from today, your mindset will change where you understand that loving others is not leading people on in in, in both ways of the opposite sex, (laughs) but it's actually projecting God's love. In your speech, you are projecting God's love. In the way you carry yourself, you are projecting God's love. In the way you dress, you are projecting God's love. In the way you talk, you are projecting God's love. Your statements. So in Agape, your statements even show that "Mm, this person is all about the love of God. So let me say this. In reaching out to people, in expressing God's love, it's very important that we learn to become like them. What do I mean? Maybe you meet somebody who likes things of finance. You can start the conversation based on finance and then end it by talking about the love of God. You meet somebody who likes banking, talk about banking stuff and end it by the love of God. You meet somebody who likes makeup, talk about makeup stuff and end it by expressing God's love, by talking about Jesus, by talking about the love of God. So one of the best ways to to extend love is by talking to people based on their interest and ending that conversation with the presentation of God's love through His Son, Jesus. When we do that, we are able to connect with the people at that level and introduce Jesus to them or introduce the love of God to them. And when they receive that love by the the Holy Spirit's conviction, you see that their life begin to transform because they would have received god's love through the conviction of the holy spirit amen so knowing that god who is love will make us more loving and will make us more giving because whoever loves have been born of god and knows god so anybody who loves has been born of God because you must receive of love to love you cannot give what you don't have so whoever loves has been born in other words, is born again he has received God's love and he's somebody who is on knowing God who is in a relationship with God who is being daily metamorphosed to, to resemble Christ Hallelujah. So it's very important that we understand that in the climax of this message of love, what we must understand is that we must extend love wherever we find ourselves. Not just love, but agape love. The mandate is to extend agape love, is to share God's love wherever we find ourselves. The problem remains how we communicate that love, but I believe we are learning something tonight as well. Hallelujah. Now we're moving on. We're moving on. So in the book of Romans 8 We have realized that Paul says that nothing is able to separate us from the love of Christ and in Romans 8 verse 35 downwards. Paul said something in verse 30. He says, for I am convinced. Now, what Paul is saying is that, he's saying that it is his spiritual certainty. He's persuaded. He has grown in this persuasion many years as a follower of Christ. That he is convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor all of that can, can what? separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus. And Paul lists the common troubles that Christians meet. And then he challenges those problems one by one. Where he says, shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sorrow Now all these things were only too familiar to the Christian wives, and the slaves, and the soldiers, and the teenagers who were listening to these words in the congregation in Rome. So Paul quotes from scripture to show them how common were these troubles, where he said in verse 36, he said it clearly, he said, as it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered, and that is in the book of Psalm 44 verse 22. He quoted it. He quoted from scripture to show to them how common were these drugs. Hallelujah. So we're going to examine these instances that we agree with the Apostle Paul are the greatest threat we shall ever face of being separated. But Paul tells us that these things cannot separate us. The first thing is that he says death cannot separate us from the love of Christ. Now, that is where he starts with the great separator itself. Death will come to the most blessed of relations of a husband and a wife. What man is warned not to put asunder, what God has joined together and yet death will separate one spouse from somebody else, another spouse. Death destroys fellowship, death is the severer of souls. It will separate us from every earthly experience. It serves every earthly relationship. It stands in its authority over the most precious bonds and intimate bonds that we've ever had. But death does not separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And Paul tells us that he is convinced of that. Though death can severe every other relationship, it's not able to destroy this relationship of the soul with God. On the contrary beloved to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord that is what death does it brings us into a closer and more intimate fellowship with christ than we have ever known before so paul ever says that far from separating us from christ so that death is not utterly horrific or terrifying to god's people now dear moody says something he said something. He said, one day you read that Mudi is dead. Don't you believe it. He is not dead. He will never be so much alive as he will be when you are told that he has died. And Paul tells the church in Thessalonica the same thing, that those Christians who have died are not to be mourned without hope. Don't despair when somebody dies. Don't worry about them because your sorrow is mixed with hope. In fact, those people are asleep in Jesus. What death has in fact done for them is not to separate them from Jesus' love, but to consummate the love of Jesus for them. It has brought them to a place where they see him as he is, fully blessed in complete enjoyment of God for all of eternity. They are very far from being separated from the love of God. So death cannot separate us from the love of Christ. Hallelujah. It is very important to know that life itself cannot also separate us from the love of Christ. And you know, there are times in our lives when it feels to us that we are far away from the love of God, that God has forgotten about us and and that we find ourselves thinking that only in 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 their glory are we going to know that love that's too much stress on our our conscience beloved we know that here we have to work by faith and not by sight that we labor under all kinds of difficulties often often life means that life may mean frustration Life may mean that nothing exciting is happening. Life may mean a lot of chores. Life may mean a lot of a lot of basic duty to be done. For Paul at times life meant being chained up in a dungeon every other month. Unable to preach, unable to evangelize, unable to counsel. Yet Paul was affirming that nothing in this life of ours can separate us from the love of Christ. There are times in marriage when the passion and the longing of the first year of marriage is absent. But still the couple love one another deeply. In this life that we, 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 we are in, God's love is shared abroad in our hearts by the Spirit of God's constant love towards us. So, it is not something that is happening in our life that is separating us from the love of God because it is something we must know as believers. We must walk by that belief. That's why it says we must walk by faith and not by sight. You may have bad days. There are times things will not go well for you. There are times you may lose certain things here and there and all of that. But understand that God's love for you is everlasting. Is constant. So life cannot separate you. Never. Beloved, whatever you may have lost, Jesus is telling us that he is with us. He is with you personally. Nothing in your life can separate you from the love of your Savior. Never. And we also get to talk about says neither angels nor demons can separate us. Yes. And that is very true. No spiritual being can do that. Now, we know that angels have Immense spiritual power. What do I mean by that? In in practical terms, in evidence terms, the seraphims were able to separate Adam and Eve from the tree of life, so that there was no way they could ever reach it again. Angels could destroy the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah with fire, with sulfur, to the point that it was unhabitable One angel could pass over the whole land of Egypt. And kill all of the firstborn. Just one sing, single angel could do that. Another angel could just destroy the entire Assyrian army. I can talk about a lot of them. Now, these are called the host of heaven and they are described as the army of the Lord. Yet, even the most powerful angel, the archangel Michael or the, the messenger Gabriel, is quite unable to separate us from the love of Christ. If they should try, they will fail. If all of the innumerable hosts of heaven, if they should all try together, if they should empty heaven and target the weakest, youngest, newest Christian in the world, all their combined strength would fail to separate this newborn-again person from the love of Christ. In fact, let me go deeper and say, they cannot even destroy a single hair on your head without God first giving them permission. That's how much God loves you. They can take their best shot, but they will fail. Beloved, they are unable to separate you from your from God's love. It is as impossible as anyone on earth trying to prevent the sun shining down on earth. Who can say that they are going to prevent the sun from shining? It will shine. Unless God Himself says no sun. We cannot be separated. Neither angels nor demons, even demons cannot. He cannot Satan and his and his demons cannot do that with all their cunning ways with all their malice they will not be able to destroy the love that God has even for the most backsliding Christian they cannot separate us Hallelujah they cannot do that it's not possible it is not possible it is not possible. Beloved, the church is the tangible place for love to be lived out. Because God never intended for Christians to live in isolation, rather, God expects us to love each other in such a way that brings God's presence. the forefront of our minds so as we abide in him we express his love to each other we make known the sweet fragrance of christ and i said something that one of the things we do for in a car is to put oil in the engine in that sense what am i saying i'm saying that we must encourage others by living like christ sometimes a sister who is in church may be down But as you continue to live like Christ, as you continue to persist in your Christianity, in your work with God, he or she will see that this person is consistent, this person is consistent, this person is consistent, so I will also not give up. That's one of the ways to extend the love, to show the love by living like Christ. a person who is not of God cannot give the same depth of love to other people that come from God because they do not know love himself. And while while they, they, they may be able to love, their love is not from the eternal source of forgiveness, that source of mercy, that source of grace, that their love is from those who know God. Hallelujah. So, realize that To be able to love, we must tap from that source of forgiveness, mercy, grace, to receive of the love of God and extend it. You must extend it. Beloved, when you read the verse, verse 15 and the verse 16. It's amazing it tells us whoever confesses that jesus is the son of god god abides in him and he in god so we have come to know and to believe the love that god has for us god is love and whoever abides in love abides in god and god abides in him now the first part of this is where the word admonishes appropriate because when we admonish someone, we rebuke them, or we remind them of the truth. So when it comes to living out our love with other Christians, we must remind them that Jesus is the Son of God, and He is in us. Now, if they have already confessed that, meaning that they've stated that they believe, then when they falter in this faith, we can then tell them that, do you remember who you believe jesus is you told us some time back that jesus is the savior but today you are backsliding do you still remember who you believe jesus is and then we'll see how the person's answer will be and then we will reintroduce the love of god to them sometimes somebody backslides, let all that us who are strong and firm let us admonish them not rebuke them in this context let us remind them of the truth sometimes you must remind a brother or a sister of the truth of the love of god sometimes they forget you must remind them and in that with that alone is even extending love to others hallelujah so we must go all out the climax of love is when We are living it out in our daily lives. We are exhibiting love in our daily lives. We are helping the poor, the needy. We are evangelizing. We are witnessing about Jesus. That is the climax of love. When we do this, all aspects of our love and our our lives itself fall into place. Remember, nothing... Shall separate us from the love of Christ. With that mindset, let us go out and love like never before. Sometimes we love by praying for people. Sometimes we love by helping the person who needs help. That is how we love. And sometimes we also love by speaking about the love of God. When we do these things, beloved, we are clearly showing how we are being transformed into his very image, into Christ-likeness. Beloved, that is the goal of the Father, that he shall see us and shall see Christ in us. That would have lived to the fullness of him, to the measure of him. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Today, show love to others to express God's love to the world. Today, encourage someone by living like Jesus. Today, comfort someone when life gets unsteady. Talk to someone, encourage someone. Admonish someone, remind someone to abide in the love. Beloved. Understand that this is agape. As you do this, may God lead you. And may God's love be evident and be seen through your very life. This is my prayer for you. That the love of God in you and through you would make an unstoppable force for his kingdom. In the precious name. Jesus Christ wherever you are in the next one minute I want you to talk to the Lord and ask him that he should make your life a life of his love where you'll be able to exhibit his love if you are someone who is not feeling God's love talk to him that Lord I'm not feeling your love I want to experience your love one more time I want to be able to talk about your love not in a theoretical way, but in an experiential way. I want to experience it. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, your word tells us that nothing shall separate us from your love. Father, we pray that Lord, we are convinced that neither death will separate us from your life, your love. Neither life will do that. Neither angels, nor demons. Neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers. Neither height, neither depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from your love that is in Christ Jesus. Tonight we tap into this love and we receive this love. We walk in this love. We manifest this love. In our workplaces, well may we manifest the love. In our schools, may we manifest the love. In our homes, may we manifest the love. May husbands and wives begin to manifest this love. May children begin to manifest this love. Oh, in the name of Jesus, that we shall be so. We pray, oh God, that you shall give us an understanding of it. May we have an understanding of your love. May we internalize your love for us. May we be walking testimonies of your love. May we not May it not be said that we are just talking about your love, but may we experience your love to be able to show forth your love. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to Love the Climax. Whatever you might have heard tonight, this is one thing you should take home, that you are loving others to express God's love. You are encouraging others by living like Christ. You are comforting others when life gets steady. And you are reminding others to abide in the love of God. With, when, with this understanding, oh, you, you will change a lot of mindsets and you will see that people will begin to look at God in a different way. Live like Christ. Let your life show forth like that. And love people just as God loves them. And their lives take a different turn and you see many people who are not serious with God turning around and coming and tapping from Him to also experience that love hallelujah and so tonight I want to say God bless you for taking time to listen to it next week God willing we will continue with the Holy Spirit series and I believe that it will be a blessing and now very soon on the 1st of april which is a friday we are launching the daily devotional the daily devotion is going to come every single day where we are going to share with us a devotional every single day make sure that you're going to read it you're going to look at it it's going to be a blessing to us and also um the lord is doing a lot of things with us and in due course, you will let us know what the Lord is doing. Hallelujah! But we we'll ask that you pray for us. You remind, you know, you remember us in in your prayers that God will also give us the grace to continue to do what He wants us to do. Hallelujah! And very soon we will be doing a teaching on cryptocurrency. Um, the days will come out. The day will come out. Not is not yet confirmed, but it will come out very soon where we will talk about cryptocurrency and how you can become a millionaire through that medium. God richly bless us all. Remember, Friday, by the grace of God, we will have midnight experience at 10 p.m. Let's make a date to come and pray. And our lives will never be the same. And on that note, I want to say God bless you so much for your time and for taking time to listen. Remember that, Put fuel in the tank, put oil in the engine, tighten the nuts, and fix the leaks. Remember, love will do all these things for us. Love is a great force. Love will sort out issues in the marriage. Love will make the home a beautiful place to be. Love will make all relationships work out. Hallelujah. May you enjoy tonight. And may God give you a sleep sweet. Catch you on Friday, God willing, 10 p.m. And may the peace of God be with you. In Jesus' precious name. The name is always Majid, and may God richly bless you. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Shalom, peace, and good night.
1: in butterflies in the belly. Open oh, be a summer. Oh, oh. See the way you love me, see the way you care for me. You carry my matter for your head. Oh. Like a little baby, you watch your bounty you know they carry me. They play Ah, 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 ah oh, be the, oh. I want to see I want What the world could you give you gave it to me